Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome to Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. This is going to be the shortest intro ever because we got to get to the topic at hand. Uh, Patreon.com slash count the things. Make sure you're a Patreon. You get this full episode all at once right on the same day on Mondays. Otherwise, you're going to get little bits each day throughout the week. All right. So Atlanta and BMF. We'll start with Atlanta. What the fuck? I'm there, man. I'm there. Well, you know I'm what there. I realized? You know what I realized, Trey? I'm a I'm gonna put it to y'all like this. Very simply. I realized if we weren't reviewing it for bomb, I wouldn't be watching these episodes. I would have quit like three episodes ago. I'd be like, I'm done. It's okay. I had it in. I don't know. Don't care. Again, what, what was the point of the episode? I, I figured it out, but it just took the whole fucking episode ahead, to figure it out. Like, and it's fucking stupid because it took forever. But it was just the whole how like we all got mad shit going on. It's a mental. It was a mental health one. Like he was he. I mean, not mental. It was a just a you know like a all about you taking care of you type episode where. And I didn't catch it until Aaron called him. He just went through all this shit, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good." And it's just like, yo, you know, sometimes we got mad shit going on, but people aren't good. Like it was one of those. It's it that that's what it was. Like, but it's I ain't take I ain't take nothing from that. All I took was black people shouldn't be doing white people shit. All right, yeah, okay. So I, I I have a couple I have a couple of questions. Question one was, um, 
Paperboy is now at a point that we've established many a time. So he's rich. He's been very successful. The nigga has a safe D'Angelo. Right? So why? Uh, so not why. I shouldn't say why. Whatever. For him, he goes, he buys a farm. He buys a rusty old tractor. He works on it, whatever. If you were super rich, what would be your quote-unquote escape? Because that's what I'm assuming. His escape is growing weed in a in a greenhouse and having like a tractor. Not a brand new tractor, mind you, but an old shitty tractor that he fixes himself based off of YouTube videos and all that. Clearly, that's some shit. That's his escape. That's his hobby. That's what takes his mind. I'm like, I don't care how rich I am. I ain't going to be that bored. So what would be your kind of like escape or getaway as a rich person? Shit. I mean, I don't like coming outside as it is. So I'd probably be ducked off like a bullshit-ass area. Um, I'm still learning how to slow my life down, though. But I probably wouldn't do no fucking farm. I'd be like in another country just kind of posted up, um, just trying to like blend in. You know but that's saying? not a, that's a, that's that's not like an escape from the day to day. That's not some shit you can do. Like, yo, it's been a hectic week. I'm going off overseas and blending in. Like, no, I'm gonna. I know I'm not. No, I'm going over there to live though. That's what I'm saying. I'll be. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Talk. But that's not. That's different. That's that's like I'm disappearing. I thought I just clearly for him. This is his idea of a break. Yeah, but he also t- so this all they they spinning this off of the soldier boy talking about nigga. You don't got to say for him, and like. Him trying to be... I forgot all about that shit. Yeah, it was just... You know what I mean? So, like, him basically being away, but also it also helping him, like, get some time away from reality and the shit that he was going through. Um, But he also just a country nigga. Like, he's supposed to be a country nigga in this show, so, like... Not that country, though. No, not that country, but I'm just saying, he's so that... But think about how rich... I mean, how bored rich people be in the shit that they just start taking up. Like... Fucking Lupe Fiasco became a fucking really a dojo fucking Taekwondo instructor. Yep. That's a great example. That's you know a great example of what I'm asking. Like, what's the the shit that like you would do? Andre 3000. Nigga goes to fucking Euron and plays that fucking flute. He should be walking around LA yep. playing a fucking yep. flute. I don't know. I would just have to be really random, bro. I'd be just showing up. I like to be just Still doing shit, but like in disguise, almost like growing my hair wild, dressed fucking weird, just in the cut, and just blending it, just showing up at spots. Like, then hasn't that already started? Then it has, it has. I'm doing that in New York. Most people are like, "When you coming back to LA?" And I'm like, "I'm not." I mean, because I've been able to blend, like the Fresh Prince season finale. Remember that? There you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm just just slowly. I've been slowly transitioning, man. Blending blending back in with society. Jerv, what would you do? Uh, I definitely would have my safe farm would be at like some uh it would be in an island somewhere and I would just grow weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like I would yeah. go there to grow weed and just like then sell it. I'd become like I I I would I would do like every other rapper or every famous black person is doing right now, which is coming out with their own strand of weed. And I would just try and take over the weed game and have like the dopest strand out ever. Nah, but you gotta buy it and just don't be the face of it. You feel me? Like that's all the way off the grid, where you just do the shit and then just be like, okay, right, that's fine. I don't need my name on it. Niggas I think know. that's the best shit because like if nigga can't find you, he can't find you. 
I'd be too scared to go out like the sell C and just be posted on the C. That shit. I thought they nigga forget about me or some shit. I go fishing. You know, who, I've you, never know who, been, you know who actually I, does that right now? I mean, Wilson Paul Channel. George. Oh, no, Wilson Channel. Channel. He go. He's he's back in Michigan, right? Because I thought he I used to always think he was Detroit. He out benching. Yeah. It was like the real sticks. Yeah, bro, just be fishing. He really be just chilling, fishing. And I was like, that's tight. Like the idea that you can just go back to your hometown and just be in the cut and just be posted. It's Chappelle too, nigga. You know what I mean? It's niggas yeah. that really go back to their hometown and just blend in. If I mean, my hometown wasn't start? that dangerous, I'd do some shit like that. <laughs> when when did you start fishing? Or is that I've never fished in my life. Oh, okay, okay. So it would just be some like shit that you yeah. never I got you. Yeah, let me try this shit. Let me do this shit. Uh, you know? Sit out there, be on the water. I can't fish, bro. It's too that's too chill for me. That's what I'm saying. You have to require patience, bro. You gotta learn to yeah, sit, yeah. sit still. Well, I mean, like my thing is like I don't even know if I wanted to like I'm not trying to catch like fucking jaws and shit. Like I'm just like that. Just that process of being out there, being away from everybody, and just be quiet. Like like to me, I can't imagine working on a rusty old tractor. That shit is awful. Like uh, that doesn't. That's work, man. I don't want to do that. I want to just do some shit that's relaxing. But I get yeah. it because for him, that's what they're trying to tell us. Like for him, that's what relaxes him. Um. Second question from this episode. Have you ever been sunburned? Because I'm my paper boy. I, I don't believe black people could get sunburned. I might have and didn't know it. No, um, you know it. No, but you know I'm it. saying like I've had like you a know pain it. or certain shit that just really just didn't determine. I fell asleep because, like at the pool in, have you in had, Arizona. And it, did it hurt? Did your skin yes. hurt? Yes. Yeah, you got nigga. I was in Arizona. I was in Arizona laying at the pool and fell asleep at my pool. I was drunk though. And oh, you I, definitely got something burnt off. I was cooked, dog. Your body had cooked. nothing to fight off. Nothing, bro. I was sitting there cooked. I had drank, I had drank a bunch of wine and I just sat by my pool and I just laid out and I called myself just kind of chilling. I had some sunglasses on. You know, obviously I'm too dark to tan, but nigga was just out there just exhausted and when i came in i was sore i don't know what happened so when they said that in the episode i was like damn i probably did get sunburned i didn't even know no nick, nick we we can get some i i've been i i've, I've white had people it. can get ashy too it's a bunch of shit why i've nah, seen white people get ashy i've never seen I've, white people ashy oh i've seen i've seen a really okay ashiest ankles ever it's weird their ashiness looks Man, like uh maybe I have seen it. I just didn't rec- recognize it as ash. Yep. Uh Jerv, you've been sunburnt? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, but I you, I, rock it, you put on sunscreen? No. Cause I still don't, even though it happens to me, like I like I still got this shit in me that's just like yo, black people don't get <laughs> don't get sunburned. So you so have like put I, on sunscreen? You said have I put on sunscreen? Yeah. Yeah, I went to uh I remember my aunt took me to this thing called Angel Camp. Um, and they were like giving out fucking, um, so, like my auntie was like, yo, you need to put it on like UV and all that stuff because black people get skin cancer. And I was fighting it so bad because I was just a hood mm. and I had I mean, never been look, on my element. And she was just kind of like, nigga, put it on. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm gonna say this knock on wood. I come from a country, Sudan, where it's like Arizona's the weather, it's sunny and hot all the fucking time. 
about 40 million Sudanese people. Not once have I ever heard of someone in Sudan having skin cancer. Not one time in my life, in my vida. Never. So I kind of feel like all oh, that shit is bullshit. I, I don't know. I've never been sunburnt. I know my kids because they are lighter in color than I am. I will often tell them to spray down, but I don't know. Not only do I not put on sunscreen, I don't even understand that shit. I still know niggas be like SPF 545. I don't know what that means. I don't. I lied. I had put some on, but I put like whatever the like the travel size one that's on. You're like, the you one like you put that shit, make your night your nose white. No, you yeah, like, like the triangle and shit. No, 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 no. Definitely not me. I do put off on. I put, but I put mosquito. On. I like I'll spray the hell, hell out of myself with that. But I, I almost bought some today. That hey, shit man. real. You got that long sleeve in it. You West Coast I, niggas, dog. It don't I'm, matter what the weather is. Y'all always gonna wear some long sleeves. Nah, it was raining like a motherfucker a few minutes ago. Oh, okay. That's Miami, man. Hold on. That, that humidity. Oof, it was bad this week. Oh, let me ask y'all this. I asked this question. Speaking of questions on, on the show. How far is too far to walk before you call an Uber? And the reason I ask is because when I was in Miami, I walked a mile and a half. Because I, I thought, man, that's just too close. That's not crazy because you're from New York. But but it turns out it was it was crazy because it took me like 35 minutes to do it. So I was like, man, I wish I had just grabbed an Uber. But I like what's what's the distance where you're like, I can't Uber this, I'm gonna just walk it. Depending who you with. If you by yourself, solo, solo. Solo, solo, and the weather's not awful and it's not through the hood. I'm a walker. Just so, a regular so 12 a regular to 20 day. minutes. 12 to 20 minutes, non-New York. Mm. I can do I could do a 20 minute walk now in New York. In in said, Austin, I walked fucking four miles because I'm just crazy. Location is very, very key. Location is very key. Now, why is that? What what do you mean by that, Joe? Because you're this this motherfucker's wild for walking four miles in Austin. That shit ain't nothing but the highways and a whole bunch of shit. Because I just I'm so used to again, New York blocks is so short that you don't even realize how much you like ground you carry. You know yeah, what I mean? it's, not, it's, not, it's not the blocks being short, Trey. You know what it is? It's that so much shit. There's so block. much going on. Okay. There's so much going on. Your your brain is preoccupied. Because okay. oh, I'll be doing like roughly 17 to 20,000 steps in New York. Damn. Easy, easy. When I, got, when, I, when, I moved to, when I moved to Austin for a month, I pulled that shit. I remember just using like the Capitol building of the North Star. Like, okay, if I ever get lost, that's where I got to go. I found myself in the sticks. I just kept walking. I was on the phone. I'm just thinking like, <laughs> they looking like who the fuck is this nigga? And I'm just walking and walking. And, and I turned around to me and I said, yo, I pulled up the maps. That shit said I was 5.2 miles away. That's how much I walked. So that's crazy. I will walk a lot, but outside of New York, I've learned that 12 to 20 minutes is my line to go get an Uber. I just also don't want to pay 19 to fucking $23 for something I can just like casually hop on the phone. And it's gotta be out. it's gotta be ridiculously cheap. It's gotta be like, like seven dollars for me to be like fucking this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything okay. else I'm walking? I'm cheap, bro. I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm frugal. 
Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. All right, BMF. Last but not least, BMF. Um, is Meach goes to Atlanta, and the, like the creation of the network across the country, uh, which would eventually become BMF. Um, first of all, shout out to the doctor who was a professor of hip hop studies at Georgia Tech. Where were these classes when I was there? Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they barely had like fucking just regular classes. There you would have no been to that math. class. Fuck yeah. Probably would have probably would have got an F. Because I was gonna say certain certain classes like that, I feel like the teacher would hate you or some stupid yep. shit. Like yeah, it's just I don't, like, I don't I don't I don't fall for this them. dude. I don't I don't fall for them type of classes, bro. I had an African American oh, arts class. Well, I would I would have fallen for that shit hook line and sinker. You tell me eighteen year old I mean, yo, there's a hip hop studies class. Oh shit. My I've professor was a dig, dog. That nigga was trying to make an example of me. I used to be yeah, hot. I don't like them type of professors. But uh yeah. So the, the network is built and it's built out of necessity because the plug through Miami dries up due to law enforcement. So then they start bringing stuff into Mexico. So that forces them to send Terry out to LA to be kind of the liaison there. And then from there they go across the country. With all this shit. But one of the interesting things I saw in this episode where they talk about not needing violence to get the point across. And I'm like, that sounds sounds nice. But then also you introduced me to a character named Firecracker. Like, I gotta be like, y'all had some violence. Come on now. Come on, come on. What my man say? I think, I, I think I, they had violence. I was the muscle. I think they had violence until they didn't have violence. And I think right. when it gets to that point, obviously, you know, the niggas was really trying to be good people and do it a certain way. 
and had their rules, but you're playing with a lot of money. You're playing with a lot of drugs. It's going to get violent. Somebody going to try to, you know, turn over the deal. Somebody going to be trying to, like, be slick, do all these different things that causes you to protect yourself. So it's going to get violent eventually, you know what I mean? And I think that maybe their initial goals was not to do that, and or right. they didn't want that on their hands because, again, they were a very religious family and didn't want to be dealing with that. But at the end of the day, and it's so crazy thinking about how feared Meech was. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you think about now, you hear the myths about him or all these different stories, you'd be like, oh, you would think that he would be the one putting in work. But he was right. trying to, he was trying to actually, like, do it clean or, you know what I mean, do it yeah. how he's supposed to do it. And then he started getting niggas like Firecracker and et cetera, who yeah. was just live wire ass niggas that you can't really tell nobody what to do. Pa, pa, can I just say That's a wild name. That's a wild name for a white boy, especially. Fire cracker like uh, yo I that's, didn't that's, think that, that's that's that's, that's the old that's kind of hard it's hard you fucking yeah wow boss uh but like also <laughs> it reminded me of the the dave Chappelle thing it's like never trust a white boy among a group of black people because you don't know what he did to gain their respect <laughs> that one went above and beyond nigga to deliver a nigga head decapitated like, that's the type of nigga he going over beyond. He probably ex-military, all kind of shit. Are we just led to believe that whoever, like the people they mention, if they're not speaking, that they're just not around anymore? Should we? Are we just led to believe that? What what people? Like they reference like what was my man in green eyes and shit like that. Like should oh. we just we should believe I mean, that? I mean, at the end of the day, it's been some time, bro. It's roughly been like 30-something years, so a lot of people probably expired or they in jail and they're not, like, available for the interviews or they probably fell out and they just not leaving them out of the story out of respect. You know what I'm saying? It's just, the show goes on, but at the end of the day, if even if you fell I mean, most people, if they fall out with somebody or they be like, you know, they ain't going to really mention them. But in this particular right. case, me just, like, keeping it real. He even mentioned the niggas that shot him and the shit, so... You right. can't omit their story because they they play a huge part of it. Um, I thought it was very interesting that the turning point. It seems like this is what they're setting up next episode. The turning point was the naming of the network and coming up with the letters BMF. And that once that happened, now they're on the radar. Now people know who they are, and now law enforcement knows who they are. And it reminded me of. Frank Lucas, an American gangster, when he goes to the to the Ali list Ali uh, Frazier fight, and he wears the fur coat with the hat, and that was the beginning of everything because the end of everything because up until that point, law enforcement didn't even know who he was. And it seems like here, law enforcement didn't know who they were until they started wearing the chains with the letters and have people shouting them out in the songs and all that. And I'm like, man, isn't that a crazy ass like again? Again and again, it seems to be the wildest way for your empire to end, which is by people knowing who you are as opposed to just being quiet in the cut. I mean, the, especially to the extreme that, that we've heard or seen or or whatever know that they went to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder how in-depth they're going to get into what they did. I wonder if they're going to show, like, the billboards and shit like that like that's advertising that's, yeah that's wild shit bruh 
We're advertising. Reminder, if you wanted to listen to the entire episode all at once, patreon.com slash count the ding. Become a Patreon. You get the entire episode in its totality on Monday, bright early. If you're you're okay with waiting, every single segment comes out on a separate day. So just wait for it and you'll get to it sooner or later. And be on the lookout again for those watch-alongs. We've got NFL games coming. We've got more movies to come watch along. All type of shit. Till next time, stay black.